to scream it out from every mountain top your goodness knows no bounds your goodness never stops your mercy follows me your kindness fills my life your love amazes me and i sing because you are good and i dance because you are good and i shout because you are good you are good to me you're good to me lord nothing and no one comes anywhere close to you the earth and oceans only reflect this truth and in my darkest night you shine as bright as day your love amazes me good you are good to me and i sing because you are good and i dance because you are good and i shout because you are good you are good to me and with the cry of praise my heart will proclaim that you are good you are good in the sun or rain, the sun, my life celebrates that you are good, that you are good. With the cry of praise, with the cry of praise, my heart will proclaim that you are good. Yes, you are. You are good. In the sun or rain, my life celebrates you are good you are good and i sing because you are good and i dance because you are good and i shout because you are good you are good to me and i sing because you are good and i dance because you are good and I shout because you are good, you are good to me. Yes, you are. And I dance and I shout. You are good to me and I sing and I'll dance and I shout. You are good, you are good to me. Hallelujah. Good to us. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Through you, I can do anything. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. And nothing is impossible. 
through you Blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken I am living by faith Nothing is impossible Yeah Not gonna live by what I see I'm not gonna live by what I feel Deep down I know that you're here with me And I know that you can't do anything Through you I can do anything gonna live by what we see yeah I'm not gonna live by what I see I'm not gonna live by what I feel well deep down deep down I know that you're here with me I know I know that you can't do anything come on do you Nothing's impossible. Nothing is impossible. Through you, blind eyes are open. Strongholds, strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is impossible. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. And I believe, I believe in you. And I believe, I believe. And I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. We believe, Lord. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe. Come on, through you. It's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are broken. Strongholds, strongholds are broken. I am living by faith. Nothing is what impossible. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Yeah, we believe. I believe. I believe. Yeah, come on, give the Lord a shout of praise if you believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just welcome your presence here today. 
We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord, that today is a new day. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of victory. And Lord, we welcome you here today. We welcome you here today. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift you up. Well, I said there's nothing. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence. Your presence, Lord. And I've tasted. And I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves. My heart becomes free and my shame is under your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. So we say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory God, it's what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Yeah, oh, your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. There's nothing worth more. There's nothing worth more. Never come close, nothing can compare, you're our living hope, your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord, I've tasted, yeah, yeah, I've tasted and seen the sweetest of love. Heart becomes free, and my shame is under presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. The Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Flood, come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Come flood this place. With your presence, your presence. 
presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Yeah, let us become, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory. Come on. Let us become. Let us become, become more aware of your presence. Let us, let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Here in your presence 
Father, we thank you for your love, your power, your presence. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your touch today. And Father, there's people in the room this morning that need a fresh touch today. We just ask you, God, to touch them where they need it the most today, Father. Those that are watching, Lord, we just ask, Father, that you uh, just wrap your arms of love and mercy and grace around them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And you can hug your neighbor, give them a high five, and you can be seated for a moment. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Amen. We're so glad you're here today. Amen. Are you glad to be here? Amen. Amen. Excuse me for coughing in the mic. Amen. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for being here today. Um, we pray that God has touches you, has a word for you. Amen. Um, this Wednesday, we will have, of course, our worship and word at seven o'clock. I'll be bringing the word this Wednesday and we'll have great worship. And so join us. If you know someone who uh, maybe doesn't have a home church but looking for a church, just wants to hang out on a Wednesday night, make sure you let them know that we have church on Wednesday nights at 7. Of course, we'd love to see each of you here um, for that. Next Sunday is the 23rd, and we'll have uh, Deepak and Diana with us, other missionaries that we're going to be supporting um, uh, to Australia. And so they'll be here in our 1030 service and then at our evening service in Beaumont. At 6 o'clock, we'll have um, Susan Richardson with us, and so that'll be a good time in the Lord. How many of you have never heard of Susan Richardson? Anyone at all? We all know who Susan is. All right, so be there at 6 o'clock. Uh, if you're serving, the serve team is asked to be there at 4 o'clock, and so we'll get set up and get ready to go. And this time, I believe we're in the the Houston Houston room. and So, yeah, during the last year's conference, same room we are in during the conference last year, so if I were you, I'd park on the um, the side that faces, not the Taco Bell side, but the other side where the faces I-10. So park there, and you go through that entrance, and we'll be set up right there in the foyer. And so it'll be a good time. That is next Sunday, and um, it's going to be a good time. Amen? So how many of you guys know any people who live in Beaumont? No one? Oh, got a few. Okay, good. And so if you know someone who lives in Beaumont, your homework this week is to send them a text message and to tell them to meet you next Sunday night at 6 o'clock um, for a time in the in the presence of the Lord. Amen? So let's get excited. Let's And if you're on the serve team, make sure you wear your shirts next Sunday night. It's going to be a good time. Also, of course, if someone asks, do you have child care? Yes, we have child care, and uh, all that's available as well. Amen. All right, let's get ready to give today. Let's get ready to give today. Yeah, amen. Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And so we're going to give this morning. If you're going to give by text, the number to text to give is 936-261-8142. And most of you do that. But if you need an offering envelope, Scott has an envelope for you. And you can mark your gifts there on the envelope. If you'd like to give toward Beaumont, uh, you can also do that. Just mark Beaumont on the offering envelope. And we'll happily put that toward the Beaumont Church. Amen. And so, um, can I get some music or something, um, please? And um, so we'll mark that toward the Beaumont service. As you're getting ready to do that, I'll give you a few moments to um, to get that prepared. I, I want to mention that March, we have a whole bunch of stuff happening in March. 
Um, we got uh, Daniel Pringle going to be here the 15th. Bill and Renee Morris will be here the March 29th. Um, and then we'll be doing a brand new series on most likely uh, uh, the voice of the Lord or prophetic ministry off every Sunday in March. So it's going to be very good. And so if you know someone who needs that wants information on, on prophetic ministry, on how to hear the voice of the Lord, then make sure they're here during March. We're going to have a good time. Amen. Excuse me. And then um, our men's breakfast, guys, it's March 14th. It's going to be the second um, Saturday instead of the first Saturday. So it'll be the second Saturday. Uh, are we going to touch Cajun? Is that what we're still doing? Okay. Touch of Cajun on Boston, Nederland. And so that'll be a fun time. Amen. Are right, you ready to give? Well, good. I'm glad Carl is. Amen. So let's uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. Lord, we thank you that we're able to seed, give into the kingdom. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we don't do this as an obligation, but we do it as unto you. We do it as a, as a worship, as an offering, God. We thank you, Lord, that you have taken uh, authority over poverty and lack. Lord, that we, are, we live in the overflow. We live in more than enough. Father, we don't just live on barely getting by, but God, we don't scrape by every month, no, but we live in the overflow. And we thank you, God, for supernatural abundance that's upon this house and upon each person here in Jesus' name. And everybody in agreement said, amen. You can give at this time in the receptacles in the front there or in the back. Thank you so much for your generosity. We'll let you do that at this time. Thank you. Josh, mute channel 15 for me, please. Thank you.
Aren't you glad he's your help? Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you for your glory today. Thank you for your love, presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Josh, can you unmute that channel for me? How you muted earlier? Hopefully it's still playing. Thank you. Amen. Hey, Jeff, sorry. Can you grab my water right there? I have to walk all the way back up there. Thank you for praying for us. As many of you know, we were... I don't even want to use the, the word sick. But we were... We were um, under the weather, hallelujah. Last week, and... I slept all day Monday slept all day Monday and Tuesday the devil is a liar get out of our equipment shoot praise the Lord I feel like there's just a there's a, just a distraction this morning in the house and so just bear with me for a moment it's nothing you've done it's nothing you've done or anyone's done it's just the enemy trying to um, cause momentum not to build and cause problems but the devil is a liar just leave that on and, just, and if you will go to Exodus chapter 3 for me and just hold your spot there Exodus chapter 3 glory glory thank you Lord Father we pray for churches in this region today. we pray for pastors in this region today Lord, we thank you, Father, that they're called of you to do what they're supposed to do. So, Father, we just ask you that your healing presence and your healing glory goes to every leader, every preacher, every preacher's wife, every volunteer, every person, Father, that needs a fresh touch from you, God. We thank you, Lord, that your presence and power overwhelms people today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that heaviness has to leave. Depression has to go. Oppression has to go. Father, we thank you, Lord, that... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I must leave in Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Last week, I told, I spoke to you about the word encounter, and um, we looked at the life of Jacob, and we focused on the word um, uh, called wrestle, and we saw in Genesis chapter thirty-two, where uh, in verse twenty-two, where Jacob wrestled with an angel until daybreak and um as commentaries theologians believe the angel was actually god and 
they call that Christophany, where God actually leaves heaven and comes to earth and plays a part in the history of earth. And we saw where Jacob was left alone and he wrestled with an angel until daybreak. And when the wrestling match was over, Jacob left um, that moment with the limp. And um, it, you know, I, I look at that and I I see where God, Jacob was known as a trickster, a massive manipulator. And God came in and changed his name to Israel. He had an encounter with God who wrecked his life. We shared with you about my encounter with the Lord. And I believe it was just a great day. Today I want to look at Exodus chapter 3. And we're going to look at the life of Moses. And I'm talking to you today and over the next maybe another week or two about God encounters. And um, my life was marked by God encounters. And so in every God encounter, God comes with purpose and with power. Everybody say purpose, power, and God comes to, sometimes he, and almost in all encounters, God comes to change you and change your perspective about things. And I believe that's what God is wanting to do in uh, this nation is he wants to encounter his people. He wants to encounter not just only his people, but also those who are far from him because he loves the sinner just like he loves the saint. Amen. And so God wants to encounter the world and count and 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 and, and, and it's time for an encounter. Today I want to talk to you just from a from a, a different perspective and and we all have mirrors. Yes? And we all first thing you normally probably do when you get up in the morning is look at yourself in the mirror. You look at your crazy self. Your hair's standing up crazy. You look crazy. Amen. At least I look crazy when I get up. My hair is all different ways. Hot mess. And um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, it should probably be on the screen here in a moment. If not, you can look at it in your Bible. But keep your finger in Exodus 3. I'm going there in a moment. But 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 16 says, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Let's look at that. When, nevertheless, when one person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Aren't you glad you've turned to the Lord and the veil is taken away? Verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. So the way you know if um, you're not connected to the flow of the Spirit, there's restriction. Amen. If you're walking according to the Spirit, there's freedom, there's liberty. Verse 18 says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now I want to look at it in the Passion Translation as well. And it says, But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted, and they see. Isn't that amazing? 
Now, the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is what? Freedom. Wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. And we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. And we are being transfigured or changed into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. Look at that. Isn't that good? And this glorious change or transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And all that the Scripture is talking about is encountering the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. So when we encounter God, one of the first things God will do is that He will show us who we really are. When Jacob encountered the angel, it revealed who he was. And we'll look at here in a moment when when, when Moses encounters the burning bush experience and, 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 and it, he he sees, it identifies, it exposes who he is. When I encountered God, it exposed a level in me that needed uh, some, some um, of God's uh, uh, ideas. It needed reinvention. It needed redefinement. And so we all, the scripture says, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. And so we are all walking mirrors who reflect the glory of God. So my question this morning to you is, what are what is your reflection? What are you putting off? What are you giving off? We should be the reflection of the glory of the Lord. And it says we're being changed into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. So that means we haven't arrived throughout our entire life, throughout our entire experience with the Lord. God is going to uh, take us on one level of glory to another level of glory. I don't want to be stuck on one boring level of glory. Come on. This should be a fun experience. Amen. Living the living in the spirit-filled life is a fun life to live because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So this morning I want to I want to ask you a question. Do you see yourself the way God sees you? Do you see yourself or let's ask this other question, what or who defines you? And cuz many times we are defined uh, or we define ourselves by our past by our possessions, by our positions, um, by our uh, how popular or not popular we are, or some folks, how ugly you are, how nice you are. Amen. Some folks, you see yourself as na- as ugly. Devil is a liar. You can't do that. And so, um, in some of the research I found this 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 past week, they say the professionals say that there are three mirrors that folks look at themselves. Uh, through and the one mirror is the mirror of failure or rejection and in this mirror um, you define yourself as I am what I did I am what I did another mirror is this mirror of social pressure which you define yourself as I am who they say I am so you're letting folks define 
who you are. Another mirror is the mirror of inferiority. And in this mirror, you define yourself as I'm not enough. And so the question is, how do you define yourself? And the only way to find the real you is to grab your Bible and begin to read about who you are. You don't get your identity from man or a woman or for TV show or anybody else. You get your, your identity from the word of God. That says you're blessed. Says you're an overcomer. Says you're healed. Says you're whole. Says that you're rich. That's what the word says about you. You can make a whole list of... <coughs> excuse me. You can make a whole list of, of, who you, of what you are through the word of God. In James 1, chapter 1, verse 23, it says, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. And so if we, the Bible says anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and forgets what he looks like. And so this brings us to the encounter with Moses. And Moses was someone who struggled with his identity. And I'm going to just give you a quick paraphrase synopsis of the history of Moses and his birth. And of course, many of you know, um, his mother was Jochebed and, and, um, and in this case, I'm just going to mention that uh, Miriam was his sister. And when Moses was born, they were, the Pharaoh was, was throwing and murdering um, all the Hebrew babies into the Nile River. And um, Moses' mom, Jochebed, of course, didn't want that to happen to Moses. And so she makes a basket, places the baby in the basket, and, 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 and they push him down the river. And uh, the, the basket gets caught up in um, weeds. And in and, 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 and those days, it was called, um, it was a plant, it was a, it was a um, very thick plant that was near the bank of the river and the and the, the basket gets caught up there and Pharaoh's daughter uh, sees the basket among the plants and has compassion on baby Moses and and um, and as um, uh, Miriam is there uh, watching and and Miriam calls out to Pharaoh's daughter and says um, if she would like for her Miriam to go find a nurse for the child and and Pharaoh's daughter agrees to send Miriam to fetch a nurse. Miriam runs to runs to none other than Jochebed, Moses' mother, and the, she raises up Moses. And um, of course, uh, um, Pharaoh's daughter pays Jochebed for raising Moses. Moses grew physically, mentally. In Acts seven twenty two, it says, "And Moses was learned in all the wisdom." of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Excuse me. But here's the thing about Moses. When Moses became a fully grown, Moses became stressed out, frustrated, distressed uh, at seeing his own people suffer at the hands of the Egyptians. Remember, Moses was the Hebrew. He grew up with Egyptians. 
And during one of these, these times, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow brothers. And he grew very upset. He became furious. And upon seeing this, Moses uh, kills the Egyptian. Moses then, after he kills the Egyptian, he runs and goes and hides. And, <coughs> excuse me, um, he goes into a desert for 40 years. And now at this time of Moses' life, where we'll pick up this story, Moses is now 80 years old. Everybody say 80 years old. And so, and so he has an encounter with the burning bush. And so <clears throat> we see Moses, he's 80 years old, but Moses is having an identity crisis. And Moses knows, Moses knows that Moses knows that he is made for more. Moses knows that he is called to bring justice to his people. But how, how is Moses going to do this? He looks up at a mountain and there is a burning bush. And as Moses gets closer to this bush, he notices the bush is burning, but the bush is not being consumed. And now the bush begins talking to him. Have you ever had a bush talk to you? So in Exodus 3, God gives Moses his marching orders, and Moses responds back to God with four uh, replies or four insecurities. And so I want to spend some time looking at what Moses said after God gave him um, insight to what he was supposed to do. And remember, when you encounter God, God will expose who you are in order to get you to move forward. So the first insecurity that Moses responds with, or the first reply that Moses responds with is this, who am I? And we look at this in Exodus 3, verse number 11. So you can look at there, verse number 11, and it says, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I? Why are you calling me? I, I don't know anything. I grew up among them, but I'm not them. Uh, who am I that I should go before the king? Am I Hebrew? Am I Egyptian? Am I a shepherd? Am I a deliverer? Who am I? And it goes on and it says, and God said, verse 12 says, and God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. Can you give me a little more volume on this, Mike? It is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. So let's look at that. Go back to verse 12. And God said, I will be with you. So in other words, Moses, this has nothing to do with you. This has really nothing to do because when you go before King Pharaoh, Moses, I'm, they're not going to see you standing there. They're going to see me standing there. So Moses, this thing that I want you to do, what I want you to do through you, isn't about you, and, and, and you're not going to be able to do this except for by grace. Everybody say by grace. 1 Corinthians 15 and 10 says, 
But by the grace of God, I am what I am. See, you know, when, I, when we do this every Sunday, it takes me a little while to make myself feel like I can do this. You know, some you know some folks say, "Well, Pastor John, you know, you you know, you're not scared of anything. You can speak in front of people." No, it still freaks me out. Amen. Amen. Still, still scares me. But I can only do this because of the grace of God. You can only walk through this life by the grace of God. You're only here today because of God's grace. So say this with me: I am. Who I am by the grace of God. The second thing I want to share with you is Moses responds with this in verse 13. Exodus 3 and 13 says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And the next verse says, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. And this is what you're to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And so we see the first insecurity. God says, you are who you are by my grace. And Moses says, well, who are you? God says, I am who I am. I'm grace. And you're to say, you know what? I am has sent me to you. I am. Everybody say, I am has sent me. Jeremiah 32 and 17 says, Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm, and nothing is too difficult for you. So here's Moses. Who am I? Well, by grace of God, you are who you are. Who are you? I am who I am. And nothing is too difficult for me, says the Lord. Nothing is too difficult. And the third insecurity that Moses responds with is this. He says, what if they look at Exodus chapter 4, it'll be on the screen, verse 1. And it says, <coughs> excuse me, it says Exodus 4, we don't have it. Okay, Exodus 4 verse 1 says, and Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? See, this is all things that I remember that I went through after my encounter with the Lord, these insecurities. Well, God, what if they say, you didn't encounter God like you said you did? What if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen? What if they don't care? What if my encounter means nothing to anybody else? That's okay. I still sent you. That's okay. I'm still moving. That's okay. Nothing is too difficult for me. And so we see Moses asking, what if they do not believe? What if they don't believe what I have to say? I love Romans 1 and 16 it says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power. Everybody say power. power. 
of God that brings salvation to everybody. See, at some point in your life, you've got to get to a place where you say, you know what, I just don't care what folks think anymore. I don't, I don't care. I, I love people, but you know what? I just don't care. I'm desperate for the Lord. I want more of God. I know I'm called to do something. I know I'm made for more. So you just got to push a little bit. What if they laugh at me? What if they mock me? What if they point their fingers? Let them. <laughs> Amen. Let them. Because I'm not ashamed of my encounter. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. The, the, the fourth thing Moses said was, was in Exodus chapter 4 verse 10, was he says, I have never. And, and Moses says to the Lord in verse 10, Oh Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. I remember in my encounter with the Lord, and in the first time uh, Jeff and I were asked to go to a place to minister, I didn't share this last week, so I'll share it with you now. And after our encounter with my encounter with the Lord, we began having um, meeting monthly or really, really weekly. We we just gathered to pray with some some teenagers, and um, and this particular night. We had a, our CD was playing. We were just worshiping and praying and didn't have anything planned. It wasn't like an advertised service. There's nothing like that. It was just a few of us getting together to pray. And we were in the back room of this building. And in the, in the, we start hearing a knock at the door. And one of the guys that was with us went over there and answered the door. And the person at the door said, Hey, we're having a youth um, meeting down in Groves. And we want to see if y'all will come. Okay. All right. So us, the little eighteen-year-old guys, hop in this little truck, and we go to this church. And at the time, we didn't know what we we're getting ourselves into, and so we arrived there, and there's a bunch of Baptist people, Baptist teenagers, students, and they were worshiping the Lord. And we get there, and this we meet the, this person, um, and they say, "Hey." There's some seats open, but the only ones that are open are on the first row. So we sit down right there, and at the end, this this person we didn't know who they were, who they were. They asked us to <coughs> to pray for those that are in attendance. Okay, and so you know, this is these are folks who they don't they don't do church the way we did church. And so we're there and we're just praying for people. And as we begin to pray for people, these students, these young people begin to fall out in the spirit. Now they never have experienced this before. They begin to fall out in the spirit under the power of the Holy spirit. And, and, um, and it was just from one encounter and the, this person knocking on our door, getting us to this church down in groves. We walk in, it's packed. People are worshiping the Lord. This, the, 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 the worship leader asks us to pray for people. People begin to fall out in the spirit. We're just like, oh my gosh. And at the end of the service, I, I guess it was the preacher of the church, comes to us and says, can I talk to y'all? <laughs> sure. So they bring us to this little room over here, and they're like, who are you? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And we explain it to him. And, um, and everything was good. And he said, you know, we've never experience the presence of God like we experienced it tonight. 
and all from an encounter with the Lord. But you know what was going through my mind as we were headed over there? Was, I've never been, I, I've never done this before. I, I don't know how to, how to, all I, I don't know how to, I'm not eloquent. I don't have the right words to say. I'm just hungry for you. And when you're hungry enough for the Lord, the Lord will use you. Hello. And the Lord will open up doors that you don't even know about will open up unto you just because you've set your heart and you've set your mind and said, you know what? Nothing else matters but you. And Moses is here and saying, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in my past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and I'm slow of tongue. And really, can you imagine Moses probably saying, you've picked the wrong person. <laughs> because I, I, I'm, I'm not. You want me to take the, these folks into a land filling uh, full of milk and honey, flowing with milk and honey. You want to take these people into a new place, but I stutter. And what's funny is the Lord will use people that you may not think of. The Lord will use people who the Lord wanted to use me. All I saw myself was, I was told growing up, you will always be the second man. You'll never be the first. You'll never be a leader. You'll never do. You'll never do anything. You'll always be the assistant. You will always. You will always do this. Even seven, eight years ago, a preacher told me right in front of my, my parents, in another city, another state wasn't even here. Um, oh, excuse me, another city in the state said, "Well, you're just a second man. You'll never be anything else other than the second man." You know, and for a season, I believed that. And the Lord said, have service on a Sunday morning and see what happens. See, you get to a point in your life where you believe, you do believe lies. You believe what people say. I believe this person. I, I, I was like, you know, you're right. I've always been second. I've always been the assistant. I've always been the one to serve. And I was happy. I wasn't trying to be a somebody. I wasn't trying to have a church. I wasn't trying to do anything but love the Lord God with all my heart, with all my soul with all my mind and the Lord says hey do this and still today you know what I say Lord I'm not eloquent in speech I talk too fast sometimes I get the words mixed up on the paper <laughs> I read one scripture before I read the first scripture sometimes Lord I don't even give them the right scriptures <laughs> I'll have you in chapter 12 and I'm in verse I'm in, I'm in chapter 13 you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why? Because God says, I just want to encounter people. I just want to love you. I, I just want to love on people. And you know what? God will use anything and everything if the heart is right. There's nothing else. And I'm thankful Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, this, this life is hard. This life is crazy. But I can go through this life because of his strength, because of his joy. And one thing I've, I've realized in my walk with the Lord is that as long as I stay focused on him, everything works out. So I don't know what you're going through this morning. 
I know what they've, what folks have lied about you, have said things to you, have, have promised you the world and haven't delivered. Stay focused on him. Have a daily encounter with the Lord. Walk with him. Encounters with God come with purpose and with power. And the encounter I had with the Lord exposed insecurities. It exposed, just like Moses, it exposed what I was feeling. And I had to take that and say, you know what? God can use that. You know, and I learned from it. With every encounter, you can learn something from it. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for a fresh encounter with you. Nothing else matters but you. Church doesn't matter. The way we do church doesn't matter. All that matters is that we love you, we believe in you. And, Father, today we just come to you. If there's anyone here today that doesn't know you, really, really, really know you, doesn't have a strong relationship with you, Father. I just thank you that you're encountering them first today. Father, show them your love. Show them your heart. Those that are hurt here today, those that are grieving, those that are just trying to make it through life, show them that you care. Show them that you love them. And then for those, God, who are here today and say, Pastor, I just I just want more of him. We thank you, Lord, that you fill those who are hungry, hungry and thirsty. We thank you, Lord, for a fresh touch, a fresh encounter. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me today? <clears throat> Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I began this morning by talking about mirrors. And the question I asked was, um, what or who defines you? And if you're here this morning and you say, Pastor John, I'm having a hard time. Um, who I am. I tend to believe others <clears throat> and I believe, uh, I just believe lies about myself and, and you're just struggling. If that's you this morning and, you, and, and, and if you're bold enough with every head bowed and every eye closed, um, just lift your hand and say, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with rejection. I'm dealing with hurt. I'm dealing with it this morning. I see your hands. God bless you. I... So, Father, right now, you saw the hands that were lifted today. You saw the ones, God, who were bold enough to say, I'm having a problem. When I look at the mirror, I don't like what I see, and I tend to believe what I don't like. So, Father, I just ask you this morning, God, give them your image of them. Father, show them who they are. You're loved. You're blessed. 
You're an overcomer. Although the reality may say one thing, you have to have faith to believe the way God sees you. So, Father, we thank you for special faith to be released this morning for those who need to see themselves in a different way, the way you see them, healed, whole, blessed. We thank you for fair families today, prodigals that are coming home, that are coming home. Thank you, Lord. We break off rejection, inferiority. We break off uh, uh, every every distraction that has come from the pits of hell to throw people off course. We break that off in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that we are a healed people, that we are whole. We thank you that you love us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> thank you, Father. We worship you today. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask our, our leaders to come forward at this time. <clears throat> if you need prayer this morning, we're going to be here to pray with you. I know there's some of you that would like prayer. And we want to pray with you. <clears throat> and... And please don't leave with, if you really need a time of prayer, we're going to have worship music playing here. Jeff, you can find nothing else by Cody Carnes. Uh, we're going to play that song over here. And I just, and I just want to encourage you to let the Lord um, have his time with you. I believe God really wants to do something uh, new in your life. And remember last week I said, you know, Jacob wrestled with who he was and with who God wanted him to be. And he had to wrestle until daybreak, but he guess what? He left with a limp. He overcame. And so, uh, we want to invite you. So if you need a prayer this morning, come this way. I bless you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for each person here. We thank you, Lord, that this is going to be a week of exciting new doors are opening for folks this week. Father, we thank you, Lord, that people are going to receive uh, checks and inheritances. Father, a, a, a miracle money is going to show up for people father we thank you lord we're a blessed church we're a blessed people we thank you lord that this is a new day this is a new time in god and we press in to what you're doing in jesus name amen come for prayer this way and if not we'll see you wednesday at seven o'clock god bless you <coughs>
Just one.